Oh, well, lots more still coming into us. Margaret was on to say, though, it's so uplifting uh, having watched uh, Shane's funeral in our parish. You would not be allowed to sing a favourite song um, of the person who passed away. And Margaret goes on to tell me where she is from. Margaret, thank you for that. 83 It's time for our GP slot now with a Nina-based uh, Dr. Pat Harrell. Good morning to you, Pat. Good morning, Pat. And we've been to, God knows the spotlight has been on Nina now for the past week or so. Uh, Pat, uh, the funeral was incredible, wasn't it? Ah, oh, there was an amazing atmosphere about the town. Um, and sure, wasn't Shane send off wonderful? wonderful I yeah. only spoke to him a couple of times, but he was very well liked that and yeah. um, very, very fondly thought of. And you know what came out that really impressed me, Ben? Um, I just heard more stories about kindness that he did people. Um, and people he was very good to that nobody really talked about or under the radar but lots of people came into me now have um, have stories about him that um, I can't tell you but they're very they're wow. all very favourable but you know what kind of strikes me a bit um, he was born on Christmas Day I had no intention of talking about this when I came on but yeah. he was born on Christmas Day and he spent his time with the poor in the downtrodden and had no time for the trappings of wealth or respectability whatsoever and um but now he's gone, they'll, the, the, the wealth and respectability will probably um, embrace him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? You know, I'm sure his, his picture will be up in every pub, and you know, deservedly so, like he was a great person. Of course, and, but, and but under the radar, he was very good to people, you're saying, Pat. And he was very, you're, you're very hearing good stories to of people, that, yeah. and he was very kind, and oh. um, he, he had great kindnesses, and he had great capacity for friendship. Uh, you know, um, mm. I mean, big strong men I know around here are very stricken, you know. Um, my own two good buddies, um, John Quirk and the Brick, were very, very close mm. to him, I know. Mm. So, um, and, and James McGrath was very close to him, you know, people I know. And um, they, he had great capacity to look after people and be nice to people, and, you know, and, and they had great capacity to hang out with him. So, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of men that age don't um, have very strong friendships. But isn't it lovely to be able to say that about somebody who's passed away? You know, for for these things to emerge at this point, it's just just yeah, uh, fantastic. Yeah, I wasn't the music just lovely. Oh, sure, stop, sure, stop. Um, Pat, the you're going to talk to us today about respiratory I- infection. We're hearing a lot about that. Is it in babies? We're hearing a lot about that. Uh, yeah, it's about no the RSV, the respiratory syncytial virus. It's um look, it's always been about France, but it's um it seems to be particularly um, pernicious these days. Now almost all kids by the time they get to two have had it at some stage. There's no vaccine for it. And this is the time of the year, winter heading into early spring. And most times you don't even know you've had as much it's a cold, mm. runny nose, um mm. cough, a bit of a sneeze. Now but if it's the baby under one, um it can be quite serious. And the other thing is children and adults with an underlying lung or heart condition. Now, you know that lovely ad that's on, I think it's just gorgeous, about the granddad and the baby's coming home. Sure, and yes. He's, yes. He's, he's not allowed to hear the baby. Yes. But he eventually gets to hold it. You know, I'm a Christmas time, people moving about. I suppose just if you've got a lung or a heart condition and you've got a snotty baby, mm. that you could pick it off them and wash the hands um, and don't um, be in the crepe or, you know, until... You're better. Yes. Now, but if you're a perfectly healthy adult, you didn't even listen to that. But if you've got a weakened immune system, you'd know yourself, especially if you're aged over 65. Um, there's no home test for it, and most of it's a cough, wheeze, runny nose. Um, but um, 
after four or five days, your baby or your young child can get bronchiolitis. And bronchiolitis, bronchioles mean the tiniest little um, airways. They're like the, um, if you could think of a tree where the trunk is the main one, it's like the leaves in the tree. Yes. And they can get all clogged up and inflamed and the baby breathes very fast. So one of the first things that somebody comes in to me with the baby, with the thing, I, I sit there and I count the respirations when, the, when they're asleep mm. and you get a good notion. You can often hear a little wheeze or the Yes. The hearing blades are narrowed and it's like um, a tin whistle, you know, we're kind of going through. And if they stop feeding um, and they're not eating, um, now they might want as much, but if they're got it and you don't get the, the wet nappies, you know, mm. um, every mm. every day, you know, which means the baby's getting dehydrated. And it can, it's sort of three or four days anyway, and they, they could be coughing for up to a month afterwards, you know, for weeks. Oh, Antibiotics yeah. are no good whatsoever. Right. And and now if it's really getting out of hand you can see them really have trouble breathing. They're going blue and they're gasping and they're going faster. Um and um but if the if if, if they've dried up these are you should give one every twelve hours or so. Um so look at uh, you can mm. you can take a look at the, the child and they used to use mist temp, they don't use that too much. Um sometimes people like to get a good fog up in the bathroom and wrap the child in the towel and let mm. them breathe. No great evidence it works, won't do any harm. But never, never, never if you have small children in the house, toddlers or anything running around be trying to steam with kettles of boiling oh, water and things because somebody's going to bang it over and well, it happened, it happened to a friend of mine recently who had her head in the basin, you know, with the the, the towel, and ended up knocking the basin down on top of herself with boiling water. And yeah, really, yeah. yeah. If you're sort of a mature adult alone in the house, maybe, but if you have a four-year-old going to go flying into you, yes, bad idea. Of right? course, yeah. And um, uh, and sometimes they need steroids. Not always, you know. Yes. Most pass off, but like, just if you look at under the weather on the HSC website, it'll tell you what to look out for and the spiritually patterns and all that kind of thing. Oh, and, but um, it's it's about unfortunately, and um, the the flu vaccine, the flu virus is a different, a different virus. Mm. But all all kids are can get a little squirt up the nose from two to seventeen. To keep the flu down as well, which will keep all healthier. Right, as well. And that's available to them, I know, at the moment. Yeah. Are, are you seeing much flu around, Pat? I haven't seen too much flu, yeah. per se. But I've seen a lot of colds, a lot right. of coughs. Okay, very good. What, what are you going to say to me about leaf blowers? Now, I have to say, I, I think that one of the most useless things ever brought into humankind, because I don't get why people would use them. But what about, you're going to talk about health hazards of leaf blowers, Pat? They're very hazardous for your health Are and they? very bad for the environment as well, Frank. Which is why they've been banned from 100 American cities and um, the states of Washington and California. Banned them. Now, as oh. you say, they are, they are, now this is the petrol leaf blower. And right. um, the petrol one, they, actually they are, they are pretty good useless, to be honest with you. Um, one of the things is, you, Fran, are the most sensitive ears of anybody I've ever met in my life. But you would know that you, you, you've got this and it's doing 100 decibels yeah. banging away now if you're within 50 feet of that it'll damage your ears and how often do you see somebody doing that with ear protection rarely hardly rarely almost ever. never but yes. well, if you could be sitting in your garden and the person next door decides a few leaves are, are you know I don't know he must be expecting Djokovic Federer to come and play <laughs> around him on his lawn or something you know the, the leaves are actually pretty they're good for your lawn yeah. I mean if you big pile of them the grass will die underneath but a few of them they're very good for wildlife very good for biodiversity very good for feeding the grass and feeding the hedge and everything. Um, blowing them is is just, but it, it, apart from the fact it's really seriously bad, lasting 
forest modifications than or all that the, the leaf blowers are more damaging than all the cars in California, the 14 million of them. Wow. And they reckon if you use it for an hour, it's the same as getting into your car and driving 1,600 kilometres. Are you serious? My yeah. God. And when it does, it, it kind of fries them, blows the hell out of them. So there's any little insects or anything, any eggs or anything, they're just killed. So you're just um, wrecking biodiversity. You're and when you're blowing it, you, you're putting up, now I'm going to read this. this. I got this from John Gibbons, who's a very good writer. Mm. Um, and I got it in the, um, I like to get the um, the examiner on a Monday, cause it's mm. very good um Nature, wildlife section. Yes. But what you're blowing up into the air is a toxic cloud of mould, pollen, animal species, fungal spores, heavy metals, and residues from pesticides. And that's the operators, especially those employed by contractors. So if you're using that all day long, you're getting high level noise and toxic fumes. And you never see people with ear protection, and yet I, I never see anyone wearing a mask doing that either. So um, there's a huge backlash. Now, if you do have to use one, you can use an, a battery one. And I've got a battery one myself mm. to give it a whoosh off the by way, you know, and, um, and and feed the hedge. And it's it's really good. But, you know, the best thing to get of all is the garden rake. Yes. Um, it's good exercise. I don't see any point in going out for half an hour with your leaf blower and then heading for the gym, you know, <laughs> when you can... <laughs> And, and the garden rake is good exercise. Yeah. It won't do any environmental damage. Um, you can put them all into a sack. You can wear them up, just top them up and put them aside. And you've the best of um, you've the best of fertilizer from your garden without buying fertilizer. Yeah. And it's come from God knows where and what what, what damage mm. the planet. And um, so you're ticking all lovely. the boxes. A bit of exercise. You have your compost. Yeah, and, so, and yeah. you know how you I'll just. Because I, I, you always bring like to bring a bit of ergonomics into everything. Um, if you're doing it, the way you should sweep with a broom, as I learned years ago, when um, before I ever even thought of being a doctor, you, you do it sort of sideways. You ever see sort of somebody with a gondola or punting and the yes, river yeah. to Cambridge? You do it sort of sideways, and you can go all day if you push the thing, pushing the broom like the song says, isn't what you do, sort of a sideways swipe, and you can do that right for the upper body strength. Great for the thing, get you out, tick all the boxes. And um, at least a, a petrol leaf blower is a, a yoke and should be brought to the recycling centre and not used at all. You know, and um, that's it. That sounds very good. <laughs> and it confirms my prejudices about, about leaf, leaf floors. Well, well, you know, it's no joke if you're trying to put a baby to sleep or something. I know. And yeah. then next yeah. door is, is going with this thing at night. Um, it, it is, you know, I mean, I can see the point, I suppose, when there's a big pile of leaves and something that somebody might slip on. But in most cases, you don't need it. All right, Pat. Great advice as always. And lovely to talk to you, Pat. Thanks, thanks for hey, your time. Take care. Thanks, thanks Pat. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye to you now. That's uh, my good friend uh, Pat Harold there, Dr. Pat Harold in uh, Nina. Well said, Helen, says one of her listeners, everything I would like to say but could never say it as good as uh, Helen. And that's referring to my chat there with uh, Helen England. Uh, news and information is coming up. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.